had the PowerPoint that we always have. This time it had like Gigi's move, but like they oh, didn't shit. explain what it like, I was like, oh no, what's Gigi's move? Like it was like the overview <laughs> slide. And then he was like, well, firstly, we'll go through the course and this and that. And it was like 10 slides later and it just kept saying Gigi's move. Like uh, it had like the map and then it was like Gigi's move. And I was like, <laughs> what am I meant to do? Like, I know I have to do something and like some kind of attack, but like, uh, and yeah, the plan was I had to attack like the very first climb. So this race had so many climbs. G'day legends and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift. Episode 5, we're back with another Tour de France Femmes Avex Zwift episode and we've got Sarah Giganti, friend of the podcast, absolute legend on today. We've got the Q&A, we recap stage 7 or we just basically give our reactions because we were staying up late watching, well I was staying up late, this was Sarah's afternoon, but we were watching the race together and uh, yeah, we got to hear... Uh, Sarah's thoughts on on Animeek's absolute detonation on stage seven. I mean, how good was that? So it was really cool. We got some awesome insights from Sarah, and we just get to catch up with how she's been going. She's had a ripping season, um, been able to build up nicely. Finally, touch wood, but no complications, no injuries, no illness, no nothing. And she had that wicked super win where she won solo by over two minutes in Spain. Just unbelievable. And we we of course we dive right into that. And, uh, oh yeah, and we do the Q&A. So thanks to everyone that wrote in the questions on the Instagram, in the messages, and messaged Sarah, messaged myself. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So it's a super long one, this episode. But hey, when you got Sarah on the pod, you just got to keep going. I think we went to 1.30am for me. And uh, I had to get up at 5.30 for a junior training ride. So I certainly felt it. But I tell you what, you just do it when you got Sarah on the pod. And also, if you haven't listened already... Sarah was one of my very first guests. In fact, she was episode three. And uh, yeah, so she really helped start the podcast. And that was back in November. So look, what a legend. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Break it down. It might be a morning commute the first half and then the second half on the commute home. So with that, it's time to get stuck into the episode. Get on the ergo. It's going to be raining. Get on the commute to work. It's Monday and it's time for the Press Room Podcast. I'll see you I've got a lamp in the background, so this is fine. <laughs> we we only got um we only got coverage when there was well when I tuned in, we were waiting for it to start, and and yeah. um, I said to me, my partner, I was like, oh, I bet she's probably gonna win by like five minutes, and I wonder when she'll go. And then we got the screen on, and she had a minute ten. She was with Demi, and I was like, oh, we missed the attack. <laughs> yeah, it's a real shame they. It was quite predictable that the race was going to explode early, like looking at the profile and the, the fact that there hasn't been any big climbs this whole week. So, of course, when you give them, I think it was a Cat 1 climb, that yeah. early one, 35K into the race. Um, yeah, it's a shame that we didn't get coverage for that, I'll say. Yeah, it's brutal. Like, I don't think there's been a stage, I haven't seen a, a, a stage like this, even in a one-day race. Um this year like yeah they were saying it's like um we know anime climbs the best just like up like one massive hill or two but this one was really really brutal and <laughs> she definitely climbs the best over <laughs> yeah. three thousand 
climbing. I, I did it. I thought I did a big ride today and I just checked and it was like, it took me five and a half hours and 160k to do like 2,600, 700 meters climbing. And I thought like, it really felt like I just going up and down all day. And then yeah. how long was this today? Like I'm just looking now. Um, 120, 130. And they managed to squeeze in 3,000 meters climbing. Yeah. Oh. Three three hours forty seven, Sarah. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. Cooked. I think Kino said it was at one point. Must it would have was when there was maybe twenty or so k's to go. She'd averaged, or the most of the peloton had averaged thirty six k's an hour. That is mental. yeah, with all that climbing. That um, is mental. So time cut is going to be forty minutes down. So we'll have to tune in right now. I think ten people have finished, and we. We started recording straight after. Yeah, so, finished, so I'm scared for uh, still be a lot that'll be in danger of being out of the cart. I would have thought. Um, yeah, and it will be such a like a historic moment and so special to finish like your first Tour de France or mm. finish any Tour de France. So mm. I really hope not too many people a time cut today. I saw yeah. Voss. Voss's group was going to make it. They look like they were having fun. They had yeah, they cameras on them. I've never seen the cameras on Groupetto before, but because, I mean, it's not the real Groupetto. I'm sure there were lots behind, but mm. they were definitely enjoying, like, the action on the hills. Like, the crowds have been absolutely amazing. Yeah, I know. The crowds have been amazing. Yeah, it was cool. I think we just saw a cool shot uh, when they must have gone through a couple of, um, they must have seen some German fans, and there was a couple of the girls there from Germany, and they were loving it, so... Uh, it's pretty cool. But I, I wondered with the time cut, because I don't think most people understand how the time cut works um, with, uh, I think that like there's a lot that will be in danger of being out of the race. But what do you think about this? They were talking about maybe extending the time cut if there is a big chunk of women who are out of the race. But what do you think about the extending the time cut or also to make more people finish the race or do you keep it like this is the tour if you want to finish it's got to be tough what do you think about that well I think the time cut they gave was quite harsh in the first place so I think like rather than fixing it now I think the best thing would have been like some of the stages in the Giro had time cuts in the 20s I have to check exactly Mm. but I think I saw someone say like 25% 25% for the hardest stages in the Giro and today is 18%. So I think, and not, like seeing like how th- this cat one climb came so early into the race, like mm-hmm. Ellen Van Dyke had a great tweet today saying she's looking forward to the first 30K of racing. It was very yeah, predictable that the race was going to explode and therefore predictable that, a really big chunk of the peloton would lose a lot of time. So, mm. yeah, I think we're having coverage way earlier so we could see that and then probably extending the time cut in advance, like making it a bit more than 18% mm. would have been yeah. good. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I guess All it right. depends how many people go over time cut. Yeah, I think it happened in the men's once where all the um a lot of the men just sat up. So they all sort of took solidarity and like sixty of them oh, went wow. twenty minutes over the line, and the race said, "Oh, we can't eliminate sixty of you guys, yeah. so we just extend it." So 
It'll be interesting to see, but it'll be some character building rides for sure. Because there'll be some girls out there that won't have, well, they might not even have a car with them, nothing. They'll just be. Yeah, no, most of them won't have a car because in women's racing, every team only has one car. So even like Movistar, for example, have got a car behind Adam Meek and then the other riders, like no car. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty harsh. I don't know. If you, oh, there's the neutral service. I was going to say what happens if wow. you need stuff. But yeah. still, like, even for things like just getting water when you want it and food and ice, like, I saw Demi grabbing ice, I think it looked pretty hot. But yeah, I agree. It's going to be a hard day out. Like, I'm sure many riders are still suffering right now. And seeing the pain <laughs> on everyone's face, apart from Animix, <laughs> I saw Animix suffering earlier when she was yeah. dropping Demi. But then after that, she looked like so, mm. like, calm and collected so very 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 impressive ride by my teammate i'm so so like happy that like what a comeback after being so sick she couldn't yeah. eat like like i would be in bed for like not just those two days <laughs> probably the rest <laughs> of the week winning the tour de france by let's see three minutes and 26 seconds today she got that so is, yeah i know yeah yeah, I mean, it, it almost was make it almost made it a little bit interesting before the stage because we're like, oh wow, she she said she was feeling mm-hmm. better, but then you know, how do you know really she until you start? Yeah. yeah, you don't know, but she did seem to ride better. But it was like, oh, she got a minute twenty, and a few people were saying, oh, maybe that's okay, maybe she'll go. But I mean, she just goes to show how far ahead um, she is in the, on this terrain as well. Um, yeah well in her interview just then it was really interesting she said like this course or the today's race suited her absolutely perfectly because yeah like there aren't many long climbs in women's racing mm. unfortunately especially for me I would love yeah. more yeah you would they're, coming, they're coming um but then today there were quite a few of them and like such a big day she said it's more about her training years so like, yeah, maybe you can match her, try to match her, mm. or at least be a bit closer to trying to match her mm. for, like, shorter ones. But when you just go, 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 go again. like Yeah, after yeah, five days of training. racing already as well. Yeah. Yeah. So and hard I, for so long. You would probably know this more than others, but, I mean, I've seen a few things on, like, online on Twitter where she, um, like, someone's posted her training numbers for, like, the years, and she's doing more more kilometers per year than you know most male pro cyclists she chains a lot so she's got heaps of k's under the hood and that probably counts more wouldn't you say with with stages like this in in a week-long race and not just any case like we're talking like mountainous k's at altitude for most of them i know she's dutch but i don't think they're made from laps of (laughs) flat canals (laughs) Yeah. More like yeah. Tenerife and Andorra and everything. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Did anyone in the top 10 surprise you? So the top 10 for, for the stage so far was obviously Anamique, um, who was 326 ahead of Demi Vollering, who I thought was going to blow up big time. And then there was the Yeah, group I'm of, impressed. Um, he still uh, held on for second. Like, yeah. on that last climb, I was a bit worried. Like I, I felt melting. bad. Like, yeah, <laughs> she looked so dead. So, yeah, great ride by her to um, hold on. Who else was there? Oh, obviously, um, Cecil was there third, Ludwig, Le, Juliet Labou, Nibidoma, and Persico kind of blew up. Then Longo Borghini with her. Um, Zikar from Bike Exchange. Um, Music. 
from FDGA and then Ruyak is any of the top 10 there surprise you with that sort of with their ability on that ride or is that kind of what you would expect to be? And I think Erska Ziga, I know she's a great climber and I did mm. some of the Spanish races with her, but that is a super, super impressive ride by her. I think, yeah, I'd, I'd have to check for sure, but I think definitely without checking, I'm going to say like the most impressive ride of her career, like to mm. get eighth in the Queen stage in a tour, the Tour de France, like absolutely amazing and yeah that was just like who's the strongest and it all came out and to i know that a lot of riders are compromised by crashes of course which very sad but like ahead of people like paulina roikas and mavi garcia yeah um, yeah. and ashley mormon like erica magnaldi i yeah i'm really happy for erska yeah that's good ride it's awesome and it looks yeah she's she was definitely wasting a little bit of, not wasting, but giving away some energy, uh, just the way she's riding. She's also trying to get better at doing that, which she will, you know, I'm sure just over time. But, um, yeah, it was a wicked ride, uh, really cool ride, actually. But, yeah, you're right. There's no hiding, eh? You can't hide on that race. It's just no. you got the power or you don't. And, um, <laughs> yeah, oh, you know what I'm really interested to know is yeah. how the white jersey went. Because You're um, in. Shirin's in it now. She's in it now. Oh, so she, yeah, so she came 17th today. She's 20 years old, so a year younger than I am. And, yeah, she had a great ride. I mean, they didn't have times up on the site I'm on yet. I've got on, on first cycling, she's 17 at 13 minutes back. She she finished with Mullen Passio. Yeah, wow. Okay, great ride. Wow. I think Borgstrom's, um, Julia, Julia Borgstrom, she's from AG Next Generation. Yeah, she's definitely not the same, same climbing ability as um, Shirin, that's for sure. But, yeah, that's an interesting battle. Navi Garcia, because um, no Cavalli today and no um, Cavalli, and then obviously Garcia had that really nasty crash. So those yeah, I think Mavi is yeah, climbing as well as... At the start of the race, you would have thought those two would have been... Well, I, I was picked those two to be at least with Anamique for the longest, but yeah, it's always a shame. Me too. Yeah. It was a real shame that we didn't get to see Marta here. I think mm-hmm. she would have. I don't think anyone could give Anamique no. a run for her money today, but uh, I think she definitely would have been right up there, mm-hmm. and we would have seen a good fight at mm-hmm. least for a second. <laughs> yeah. Have you, Sarah, have you done any um, training with Van Vliet before? Have you you've been spending time with her, like maybe at a camp early season? Yeah, so we had a training camp in January yeah. in Almeria in southern Spain, so not too cold, even though I was a bit sad that I had to leave a summer in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> but no, <laughs> it, was a, it was a really fun camp, except um, – like COVID cases were super, super high. And of course you don't want team camp to turn into like massive, but everyone camp. gets COVID. Hmm. Um, so we split into two groups and they had like a climbing group and then a classics group. Like we were in a really hilly area and obviously I'd much rather be in the climbing group. But in January, I just had like, yeah. I had five months under hundred beats mm-hmm. per minute. And then mm-hmm. like one month of like slowly still restricted training so i hadn't gone over like 150 before i got there right. <laughs> so i was put yeah. into the classic which did mean that i got demolished on the sprints but i was going to get demolished <laughs> on the sprints anyway yeah yeah yeah. anyway yeah yeah okay but yeah it was on the camp but we didn't actually get to 
spend that much time um, in the different groups. We tried to stay apart, not because we didn't like each other, just yeah. because yeah, it was we didn't want the camp to turn bad. But she was my roommate in Dwarsdorf Landeren, which was has been the only race that I've done with her this season, which is a bit of a shame um, that, that it's the only race because I'd really love to race with her more and support her. But um, even I don't know what she's doing for the rest of the year. It'll be interesting mm. to see how much more she races with Worlds mm. coming up quite soon, actually. I saw a post on Facebook eight weeks until Wollongong. Like, I know. Crazy. I know. <laughs> I saw that too. At least next year, I would definitely hope yes. to be fitter coming into the year so I can get to do more races. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So going to your year, Sarah, your year has been very positive, especially after last year, wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah, after last year, definitely. <laughs> it's going a lot better than last year. Actually, the 30th of July, it was a year ago, minus like two days. Yeah. I, I was about to get very sick. So, yeah, wow. nearly a year. Um. So, yeah, six months of training, hard training, no restrictions, yeah. and it's going very well. I finally feel, yeah, like like myself. Mm. I, I would feel like I almost felt like myself in May. Like still, I was even now, like I'm still not quite at the exact same power numbers as summer of Is 2021. Like, mm. Yeah, no, it's really hard. So I got to like 90% of my fitness like super quickly. I was shocked. Like by the mm. time I'd finished – gradually building up from what I was allowed to do from 100 beats to like 120, 130, like mm. super slowly, 150. And then after that camp in Spain, then I was just allowed to do whatever. And mm. I was shocked by the time I was allowed to do whatever, then I wasn't that bad. Like, yeah, yeah this is pretty good. Like it won't yeah, take me too yeah, long. Yeah. So 90% came really fast. I could like do my favorite bunch ride to it at Burbs, for example. <laughs> I went along to that in early Feb and I was like oh yeah I'm gonna yeah. get dropped but I'm so excited I get to like see my friends and chat with them at least for the we do like 10 minutes before we get to the first hill where it's a no drop oh sorry it is a drop right so if you it get dropped drop. get dropped but I was like oh, I'm gonna go to the fast one anyway the drop ride and then once I get dropped on the first hill then I'll just go back to the group behind that regroups and goes a bit slower nice. but I didn't get I, I think I was saved by the traffic lights a few times, I have to say. You always get but, a couple of lucky traffic lights, for sure. <laughs> I was very lucky, but I didn't make it through. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Not too like, bad, not too bad. In no time. Um, and then <laughs> a bit of a harsher reality was I went to Adelaide and to do some aero testing. And, and it was also just like a really nice place to ride, of course. Yeah. And I was going through the hills like this is crazy like I'm so slow because <laughs> the, a year before exactly I'd gone on like a QOM hunting spree I got like all the QOMs that I could possibly try to get like yeah. no, no no I didn't get them all that sounds really big-headed you got I, mean, a few, though. I you went got a few. them all mm-hmm. I, I got quite a lot yes and then I was just like I wasn't like fully going for them but I could see on my wahoo like oh I'm sorry we have to delete that. Oh, my Garmin. I have a Garmin and I love Garmin. Garmin's great, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I, I really do. But I could see on the Garmin that um had the live. Oh, the live know, KOM, live, live segment. Mm. And it was showing the QOM, which was my PB. And I was like, 
I need to get rid of this. This is like the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. So I was like, you turn it off, I'm already like half a minute behind. Turn this off. So I turned <laughs> off live segments, but I could still like just feel myself creeping yeah. around. And then I did the eSports World Champs um, on oh, Zwift. Yeah. And brutal. that was so brutal. I brutal. got dropped very, very close to dropped. Um, like on the start line and then very 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 close to dropped on a bump three kilometers in and then i got actually dropped yeah, eight kilometers nice. in so nice. that was like okay <laughs> um, maybe right there and then yeah 95 percent yeah still like a couple months but then i was like yeah i'm pretty good mm. but i still yeah, not quite a hundred percent of my best but i i really feel the best i've felt since uh, yeah last summer like yeah. because when i broke my leg last year I didn't quite have enough time um, to get back to training, like yeah. to like enough training to get back to where I was. So I kind of looked like good last summer and then crashed. And then yeah. I was like, I, I was pretty good. And I, I raced the Olympics. It was awesome. But I, I wasn't as good as I was. And then I got sick and I still am not as good as I was, I don't think. Maybe I am good at other things. Don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> you like, race, yeah. I, I feel like the best that I felt. So I'm really excited to race that's, again. That's awesome. You know, Sarah, you were episode three. I know. I remember recording that. Were, early days. Were you in hotel quarantine? <laughs> that's right. You were. You were in hotel quarantine. You said you were waving at people outside who were on yeah, the street. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see Richmond Boulevard from my window and I hadn't been able to ride for like three months and I still wasn't oh. going to be allowed to ride for a while after and i was just like hello <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh those were dark I had some days. Friends visit. Yeah, it was pretty fun yeah. yeah dark days but it's so good now like every time something goes wrong then i'm just like oh this is nothing it was nowhere near as bad <laughs> i know like yeah seriously it's amazing like yeah yeah and same even with like sessions this is a very small thing that goes badly but like if i <laughs> completely fail a session um it's, it's like oh I'm still way better than I was six yeah. months ago. Yeah, at least you can actually do the sessions, eh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Friend. Like if yeah. it's raining, okay, I can't say that right now because it like the weather is awesome. Too you hot. You can see it's beaming out your window. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when it was like bad weather, or like yeah, I was in Belgium <laughs> and it was oh. like almost snowing. I was like, oh, how good is it? I get to raise my back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, so. Sarah, your um, how good was your win? Now I don't know how to pronounce this race, but I remember seeing it on Twitter first thing I checked in the morning, and I just see it like I'd seen your result the week before, where you were twelfth. Um, I don't know what the race was called. I just remember I scrolling down. Yes, and I remember looking at the group, and I was like, oh, and then you're around some riders who were going all right, including yeah, um, is that is that her name? Yeah, and. Oh, Esco, yeah. Ziga, yeah, yeah, Esco, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. And you'd been okay at the Spanish race. I was like, oh, yeah, she, she's getting better. She's getting into it. And then seeing that number one next to your name and the time gap. And then I, the next thing when I looked at the time gap, I was like, whoa. And I scrolled down. I said, let's have a look who was in this race. And you're going past Mavi Garcia, Kristen Faulkner, you know, Ruby's there. There's a lot of good riders in that bunch. And there was, we didn't get to see the race. We got to see the finish line of you coming at the top. Amazing. But can you tell us how, how did the race actually 
break down. When did you go? When were you solo? And what was it like at the start? Yeah, so it was super cool. I'd really, really been enjoying the Spanish races. So I had Andalusia, a four-stage tour. Mm. I think it was four. And, yeah, I was domesticing for my teammates there and I was having so much fun. I was kind of cooked by the last day, but the first couple of days I felt like I did the whole thing on the front. Like I was so proud of myself. Just like controlling the brakes all day. What does that feel like? Oh, it felt amazing. I was like really like not just like part of the race. I was an important part. So it felt awesome. And then my teammates were winning. Like we won every single stage at that tour and GC. So, yeah, that was incredible. And, yeah, it was just like I felt really like I was involved in the teamwork because I was. And, yeah, it was a really nice feeling. And I felt strong, which I also liked because I didn't feel very strong <laughs> earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. I remember doing Binda and I was like, oh, my gosh, when I was here last year, <laughs> the heels were my favourite part of the race. I wanted more of them. And now I'm like, oh, no, a hill's coming. Help. <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then at Iba, I, I was having so much fun there too. And I was trying to, too, we have a really good, like, punter, I guess you'd call her, Yelena Eric. And mm. I was trying to tow her up the hill um, with, there was like a, a key hill, like 10K from the finish. So I towed her at, as fast as she could go. I think maybe a bit too hard because she was saying... <laughs> Oh, there was some communication issue. She was saying, like, I thought she was saying more, more, and she was saying, I, there was two words that sounded similar. It was, like, slow and fast. Oh, in, they in Spanish? And she, no, no, it was in English. Oh. Um, but she, yeah, we speak Spanish in, like, like for example, in my races in Sweden next week, we'll have the DS that only speaks Spanish. So meetings and stuff will be in Spanish and the radio. But she, he can speak English. So she was okay. telling me, oh, it was like, yes. I don't know. Yeah. She was telling me to slow down. And I kept thinking she was like saying go faster. So I was like pulling her maybe too hard. But um, yeah, I pulled her up to the top of the hill. And then she descended like a mad woman and caught the leaders so she could sprint. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed that one. And then... Uh, the next race was the one I won. And, yeah, so we had a plan going into it. And normally I just don't stick. But then this plan, we got to the team meeting and then it had this, like, yeah, it was in Spanish. But the PowerPoint that we always have, this time it had, like, Gigi's move. But, like, they oh, didn't shit. explain what Like, I was like, oh, no, what's Gigi's move? Like, it was, like, the overview <laughs> slide. And then he was like, well, firstly, we'll go through the course and this and that. And it was like 10 slides later. And it just kept saying Gigi's move. Like um, it had like the map and then it's like Gigi's move. And I was like, oh, what am I meant to do? Like, I know I have to do something, important, like some kind of attack, but like, uh, and yeah, the plan was I had to attack on like the very first climb. So this race had so many climbs. It was, I think it was nearly as hilly as this one. It was like nearly 3000 meters climbing. Yeah, um, 137k. Uh, I'm just trying to look at the picture. Yeah, go on, 137k. Wow. Yeah, and the plan I had to attack on the first, the first hill I think it was like so far to go, and so my teammates they were awesome and they like got me to the the front and um then they did full on. We have a couple riders 
like not sprinters, but more, you know, punchy. So hmm. their job was to deliver me to the climb and go full gas for the start of the climb until they couldn't really go anymore. And then I had to counter or not counter, but just like use it and go. And I went as hard as I could and I kept going because they're like, vamos, vamos, venga, venga. Oh, yes, like, vamos. <laughs> so I was like, go, 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 like the whole first climb. And I could not get away. Like, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I was like, oh, come on, just let me go. It's so far to go. You don't know who I am, surely. Like, yeah. my results are half DNFs this year. <laughs> yeah, but no, they wouldn't let me go. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, GT's move didn't work. That's a bit sad. But then I might be getting all the order wrong. There is a live stream. Maybe I'll have to watch it again one day on the Ergo <laughs> when mm. I get back to Melbourne and it's raining. It won't be raining, hopefully, but because it's summer. There'll be some long ergo session I have to do. Yes. Maybe I'll watch a replay. Maybe My guilty pleasure is re-watching a really nice <laughs> race. That's one um, you re-watch. Yeah, so I'll re-watch that. But I think Sarah Martin, my teammate, then got in a breakaway. And, um, yeah, it was a great ride. So then we could relax. And there was no more Gigi's move because I'd oh. missed it. Um, well, I didn't miss it, but I didn't, it didn't work. So didn't work. then we okay. had Sarah Marston in the break. It was great. We just kind of chilled in the bunch as much as you can when you're mm. climbing up, down, up, down, up, down. And then, oh, I do have to rewatch it. I think Sarah got reeled in eventually. And then there was, oh, there was this really hard hill. I remember now. There was a really, really hard, like technical fast descent. And then a really skinny little bridge. And then it just went up at like 16%. Oof. And I'd been not great in the descents um, in the, the first few. But then this one, like I was trying my best every descent. And I was like feeling a bit more comfortable each time. Plus the group was getting smaller each time, which helped. When you and hit the bridge, how many people do you think were left? No, there were still like. 50 or so I'd say oh, okay, okay. So it was still a big group just not like 150 hmm. but I was like oh I really really have to be at the like this is the point to be at the front like if if you're gonna do it anytime like do it this time and my teammate was super awesome actually it was Sarah I think it was Sarah like she'd just been caught in the break and she was really cooked but she used all her energy left to like keep me at the front for as long as possible. And then I ended up like this skinny little bridge and I was, I think I was about top 10. So like maybe not second, but I was like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. and then I, it was awesome until Muffy went, oh, like, you know, when Cecily says, put the hammer down, well, she put the hammer down. Oh, <laughs> it was so hard. So only Muffy and Veronica Ewers could oh, go. Oh, mm. I, yeah, like they went together. And then uh, in a group behind, it was, Kristen, my teammate Paula, really good climber. She got uh, 19th today, mm -hmm. um, but she was really climbing well. And then Anna Santesteban from Back Exchange, so Kristen's teammate, and Kristen Faulkner, that is. Sorry, mm -hmm. she's my housemate. So I'm like, yeah, oh, Kristen. yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and yeah, we worked together well and closed the gap to Mavi and Veronica, except in the process. As I was chasing, then I smashed into the back of the car that just completely stopped out of nowhere. So oh. it was Veronica and Mavi um, were just just in front and the car was behind. And then we were coming around, like about to go around the car 
and I was the one on the front and then it just like completely stopped out of nowhere so lucky we were still on a hill we were going 25k now but at the time I thought I was fine um turned out later I hit my head and had a concussion and I couldn't train for a month was from that but, yeah okay yeah in the race oh I, I yeah I didn't know I was concussed or I wouldn't have kept going I guess so that it's hard to make decisions all the adrenaline and everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but I got back up and Kristen had stopped to our bikes were a bit tangled but we chased back on together and it wasn't too bad oh, I had to change bikes twice one because of that and one to get it um, back a mechanical problem earlier okay. but I was like my team was really cool, calm, collected. Like I was like, oh, I, I don't, I don't want to stop now. Like we're about to come to a descent, but they're like, Sarah, your, your handlebars are like <laughs> completely bent. I'm like, like oh, true, no. probably not a good idea to descend like that. But breaks, they yeah. were really fast, like they had my bike, and it was actually, I was like, but I don't even have a spare bike left because I already used my. I'm on my spare bike now, but they'd already fixed my race bike oh. while they were driving. Like how nice. good is that? Nice. Because I was like, oh. I don't I don't want to change to, you know, like maybe Katrin's bike. Yeah, 67. Uh, like, yeah, maybe it doesn't have like a bent handlebar, but I'd rather stay on uh, like a bike my size and everything. Mm. But they're like, no, no, it's your bike. Come you on, get it. off. It's the GG oh, service. Wow. That's right. Amazing. Yeah, talk about service. So, yeah, <laughs> jumped on my bike and, yeah, it was great. It was my own race bike. And then... It wasn't hard. I was lucky. They weren't going too hard just at that point. So I could get back on and then Mm. uh, stayed with them on the descent fine, which was good. And then I was like so cooked. (laughs) This race has been really hard and it was so hot. And then I was just like, oh, thank goodness. I'm back. Like I'm fine after the crash. Also, I thought Um, everything's going well. Like I have a teammate here and we're in the front. Like this is crazy. I've never been in the front. Like, (laughs) um, and then, and then, uh, on the radio and Paola next to me, then there's like, okay, you have to go. Like we have to start one twoing because there were a, two bike exchange or three bike exchange by that point because mm-hmm. Erska had been in a break. So there were three bike exchange, two Mavi star and then Mavi. And Mavi is really, really good at climbing, of course. Beast. Everyone, yeah. everyone oh, in that group was really good, but Mavi, amazing. So we had to gang up on her. There was also someone else. Veronica Veronica so I was like oh my gosh like I have to attack now I like I was like I was just like you know that feeling when you get back on I know when you get back onto burbs after the red light because of the red light and yeah. you're like oh yeah thank you, goodness, like, you just make it back on everybody yeah. knows at home yeah. what's that like yeah or like when you yeah you crest the hill and you're just oh, <laughs> so good um but yeah this was no no moment of relief because of the, they're like, oh, okay, go, Sarah. Vamos, vamos. And I was like, oh. Um, so I vamosed myself and yeah. suddenly I, I was off the front this time. Like, that, they were more attentive earlier in the race. They wouldn't let me go with 100k mm. to go, but now mm-hmm. they were like 30, 35k to go, maybe. And we were okay. in this like little plateau. Uh-huh. Oh, not plateau, like more like a valley before the last climb. Mm-hmm. The last two climbs, actually, there were two big climbs. Yeah, uh, that's hard to forget. I remember this because from then on it was just a time trial, and oh, it was so hard. But it, I just had so much adrenaline. Like, I was like, okay, this is wild. I'm not just like <laughs> near the front of the race. I'm not just at the front of the race. I am the front of the race. Like, oh, so <laughs> you caught um, who was it? Was it Marvi and 
someone yeah, else. Yeah, we caught them. You That's caught why them. They, there was a car ah. because it was a car following them. So you've attacked and them had... and then you were at the yeah, front. So... Yeah, yeah. And then there was a big group of us, well, not big, but the three yeah. back exchange, Veronica, Mavi, mm-hmm. and me and Pal. Um, and we all descended together and then we got to the bottom and there was like a, a flat section for, I don't know, 15K. And then the last two climbs, like boom, boom. And then a descent to the line. And yeah, like I I was like kind of hoping like just to relax in that belly before <laughs> trying to like, I knew that the last two climbs would be torture because I, mm. yeah, just experienced mummy mm. and Veronica's attack on the previous climb. And I was like, mm. <laughs> this is going to hurt. Um, but yeah, then I was solo out the front and Paolo was amazing from behind. Like uh, the others were trying to catch and any attacks Paolo neutralized, which was so good. And oh, yes. descending, I was so proud of myself because like, well, I- I'm sure they started cat and mousing. Well, sorry. <laughs> I live That's about good. 15 That's... minutes from a cathedral, <laughs> 15 meters, sorry. And you know, Bells go off at like 2.15 a.m. in the morning. Like they want to tell you it's 2.15. It's 2.30. Yeah. It's 2.45. Sarah, it? are you asleep? Did you I've know got, it's 3 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> I've got 12.19 actually... a.m. Yeah, they're not even on time after yeah. that. Like I met a friend at 8.30 today and I thought I was on time because the bells hadn't rang. And then I got there. It was 8.33 and the bells started ringing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> these bells are throwing me off. Um, but anyway. <laughs> I was going up these hills and um the time gap wasn't coming down and I was mm. like, oh, this is like crazy, but surely it's gonna come down soon. Like, all right, I'm gonna crack soon. But no, I just kept eating, drinking, and then all the adrenaline and wow. yeah, then we got to the last technical descent. And before the race, my friend had messaged from Burbs actually, and he's like, Oh, this race is perfect for you. I just looked at the profile, like look at all that climbing, and I'd replied I said yeah but look at all the descending dude like (laughs) it's it's not a hilltop finish like it's got all these technical descents Mm. but yeah like I said I'm sure they started cannon mousing um but on the I I love Strava (laughs) and on the last descent I actually made made up time so I was very proud of myself I was like it it must have been sick though because you would have been out front you could choose your own line yeah yeah you pick your own line so well, the best part about it was I had the team car behind me and they must have had like the map up and I just completely trusted whatever they were saying. And they were like, okay, you can pedal through this one. Oh, wait, slow down this time. Um, And <laughs> it was funny because uh, I was actually being a bit like not cautious enough. They're like, Sarah, Sarah you don't have to risk it. Like, because oh, I had a big gap already. And mm-hmm. I, I just like, I believed everything they said about like pedal through this corner or like, don't pedal you know yeah. if they said pedal I was like okay I'm yeah. gonna trust that it doesn't curve around like crazy although my garment also says but I believed everything like that but then when they're like just like chill a bit you know like don't <laughs> throw away the race by crashing um, mm. if you don't need to um but I did not believe that like even the last it was like 3k to go and the descent had just finished and there's like a little climb to the line and they're like Soak it up, soak it up. You're about oh, to win. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, I gotta go. I can't be soaking it up. Like, Were you looking behind? Yeah, I was looking behind just at the end though, because yeah. I've always tried to not look behind too much. So I didn't look behind 
um, until right near the end. And yeah. then it was a very special feeling. And I, yeah. I remember I was like shaking my fist like nicely. That sounds really aggro, but <laughs> I was like, you know, just like so excited I, <laughs> to the motorbike, the camera um, doing the live coverage. And I was like, oh my God, like, are you as excited as I am? <laughs> and then probably. Uh, uh, but yeah incredible oh it's so sick the twitter almost blew up i think we all went gg's move it paid off it was just at the wrong point is it a different point someone needs they need to make that into some sort of uh we need stickers sarah we need uh we need to be on the hat so instead of the tour de femmes hat that i have on right now i love your uh, hat thanks carly she sent me these but uh, oh, I wondered, yeah, Carly Legend. I know it was really, really nice, and the bag turns some pins. But we need Gigi's move, that's what we need on the side <laughs> of the hats with the movie star hat. Only like, movie star calls me Gigi, <laughs> like it's um, a great nickname, yeah. It's, it's a strange nickname, it grew on me at the start at team camp. I was like, oh, I'm now, um, like <laughs> the rest of my life, I'm gonna be called Gigi, at least for the next three years. Yeah. And but I wasn't the first heir to the team, so there is a hierarchy that has to be uh, respected. Well, I, I understood I had to have a weird nickname, but uh, at least it's not Jiga. That was the first suggestion. Yeah. Our Italian loved it, and I was like, no, I, I, I refuse. <laughs> I know no. that normally other people pick your nickname for you, and you have no choice. But I was like. Mm. No, this is a no. <laughs> I don't like Jigger. <laughs> but then we changed to Gigi. It's grown awesome. on me. <laughs> oh, so good. That's just, uh, yeah, you can never forget that feeling. Did you keep anything from the race? Like your numbers? Well, that's, I have my numbers, actually. That's good. Um, normally, I keep all my numbers, though, because I use them and cut them up. I write my session on them when I have, like, really like complicated sessions like do these over unders and then these 30 30 yeah. and then these it's like a really long list of what to do so i write them and use them as stem notes because i was using paper but it's so hot and i try so hard that all the sweat and <laughs> oh, right. stem notes into like is gone so gone? i the numbers are really good mm. so i have all my numbers but those ones i'm not cutting up you can't cut them <laughs> no no, but maybe I, I have write your stats on the back of them. Oh. I had trophies and then I left them. I, I hope they're in the camper. I haven't done a race since, but I think, you know, I started to feel pretty bad with my head and everything. And then I was more focused about, yeah, my head. And, oh, yeah. and also I was just so excited I won the race. So I have no idea where I put my trophies. So well, at least we have lots in this flat anyway. <laughs> Kristen keeps bringing them home. She brought home like Euro jerseys the other day, which is oh, pretty cool. <laughs> that is super cool. Yeah. Do they get a toy, like a teddy? What was the plush toy for the Giro? Oh, for the Giro. It's not Scotty the Squirrel. <laughs> I haven't even heard of that. Yeah. I'm missing out. Well, oh, they look in my background. I have Alfredo the frog from Binder last year. <laughs> I, only I was worried about that. I thought that was Yoshi from Mario Kart. No, I called him Alfredo, but you can call him Freddy for short. <laughs> Freddy. Freddy for short sounds good. All right. Well, okay, Sarah, it's Q&A time. Oh, yes. It's Q&A time. Everyone, thank you for sending in the questions on Instagram. If you didn't, well, you just missed out. So <laughs> let me just scroll through. Everyone likes my Canvas skills, by the way. I didn't do the branding. Someone just did it for me, but I can just play around a Canva and 
plop the pictures in there. So it makes me look great. But it's actually my friend Annie from Hello Ramble. She did all the stuff. So good job, Annie. Well I agree. Done. It looks good. Yeah. Thank you. Good job, Annie. And funny enough, how about this for a small world? This is a perf thing. Annie, who'd done the branding for the press room, everyone, legend, Hello Ramble, if you need anything. Her cousin is named Zoe, and Zoe works for Attacker. And yeah. so she does the branding stuff for Attacker. I'm like, wow. This so is it's in the jeans. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Something in the jeans. Okay. Speaking of jeans. Legends, I hope you enjoyed this episode so far with Sarah. If you are, don't forget to leave a review on your podcast player of choice, especially if it's Apple. I don't know why, but the algorithm makes a big difference. Uh, and how about Sarah? I mean, her infectious personality is just, uh, well, it's, it's just that, right? And I think she might even froth cycling more than me. And that says it all. Also, have to say, Shout out to Attacker Cycling. They are the official apparel partner of the podcast. So if you need any cycling kit or you want a way to support the Press Room Potty and myself, you can go to their website and use the code CR-ThePressRoom in all capitals and you can get 15% off. So that'll really support the podcast because they can see you know, who's using the code, how many people are chinging in and uh, you know, it helps everyone basically. But uh, I would recommend getting into the long bibs. I've been, uh, well, I'm waiting for a pair of those to arrive. They are en route on the plane. And um, especially if it's winter, like it is in Australia at the moment, what I find the long bibs are really good for is keeping your legs like, uh, well, keeping them dry, right? Because it's the road spray. When it's wet and your wheels are kicking up water, it goes all over your legs. And I think that's what makes you really cold. And uh, having the long bibs just protects them, you know, keeps them dry. And then also, when you're sitting at the cafe having a brewos, you're just a little bit warmer, right? Because that's when you cool down. But anyway, check out Attacker and uh, let's get back to the episode because it's time for the Q&A. And gee, this is some good stuff. Okay, legends. See you soon. I'm going to go through a few of them. But why don't we start, actually... I've got one from your coach. Is Dylan still your coach? <laughs> I had to change from Dylan. Sadly, okay. team. Well, team Dylan's coach. Dylan's got one for you anyway. He said the OG. The OG. That's Dylan's right. Hardest ever. If anyone wants a coach, you just <laughs> shout it out to Annie. So I'm shouting out to Dylan. Dylan is the best coach ever. So hit him up if you want a coach. <laughs> there you go, Dylan Lindsay. He is well known. Pinnacle performance, don't forget about it. Okay. And also, under 13 Badminton Regionals finalist. <laughs> nice. Pretty impressive, <laughs> hey? Like, I know he's hardly anyone finished the Nationals road race this year or any other year. And Dylan, great ride. He finished Nationals this year. Elite, Elite Nationals. Good. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. And it's oh, like solid. NRS. And, yeah, yeah, and he's going to win next year. So he finished this year, which already means you're like top 20, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. next year... Oh, maybe the year after. So maybe we'll go like a medal in 2023 and then win 2024. But yeah, not just a fantastic bike rider, fantastic coach, fantastic friend, but also, like you said, badminton childhood yes. expert, special regional finalist. <laughs> you know, he's got the snap, the backhand. It's all that. <laughs> okay. His question now we're finally in. Okay. Right. Sarah, hardest ever training session and how much Woolies chalk mud cake was required to complete it? <laughs> Hardest ever training session. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Dylan! Dylan <laughs> gave me some 
crazy session. So I don't want to turn anyone off. I just said he's an awesome coach. You should go get coached by him. But he is brutal. Like, oh, I swear, I think, oh, I really like the Nash, national simulation one. Mm. Um, I just had to, I went to Bunning Young and then I just did like laps and laps and it was like one five minute max and then you get to like go easier over the little flat bit and then like full gas <laughs> like so i think to motivate me he always just put like go for the qom so i'd have to like go for the qom you know um no that's not the hardest so i think hardest oh those tt sessions like oh, yeah. i've never suffered as much as and also because i live in richmond when i'm not in Girona, that which is like right in the pretty much in the cbd like it's so bad for I love being close to birds. I'm close to Hawthorne Crips. I can even do like North Road and everything. So it's great for bungees, but I wouldn't say the TT riding is awesome. Although Grace lives nearby, mm. Grace Brown. So, I mean, maybe it's a good place to be for time trying. Oh, but <laughs> I always do my TT sessions on the ergo because there's nowhere really good to do TT efforts otherwise. Um, so I think... Oh, like over unders. Like he, he would love giving me 30 30s on the TT bike. On the TT bike. And yeah, like that, it's actually are you, important. Are you doing them in the posse on, on the ergo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, All TT yeah. sessions in the posse on Zwift too. So, like, we're talking. And all of them seem to be like two and a half hours. Like, oh, brutal. <laughs> and also, like, I add in like a session in the morning too. So, and like a really hard session. So, say in the morning, you do like, some kind of horrible awesome i say horrible but i loved it like too, all of this, yeah, i absolutely yeah. loved it i'm stuck with punishment so say like his lovely vo2 max session will be like five minutes max and then um five minutes of threshold and then you do five minutes max again then you do five minutes of 30 30s something like that and then in the evening then comes the tt session and oh, you know you're dead before you even get on but you get on the bike and yeah those 30 30s and it would be like three sets of 12 minutes of like 30 30s and there's okay compared to normal 30 30s that's also the problem like these weren't normal 30 30s these weren't just normal 30 30s on a tp bike that would already be bad but mm. this is like 30 30s where the under bit is still at like 200 watts and it's not nice <laughs> so like i do 30 30s now and i am very sad that dylan's not my coach but one thing is at least my 30 30s it's off it's it? off yeah <laughs> and on Zwift, the other thing is it says like easy hard I, I haven't been on the ergo in a while because during is too nice to ride on Zwift too yeah. much but i'm pretty sure it's like you know it says like hard easy when you put it in as intervals mm -hmm. which i always did came from across from training picks and it would be like hard easy and i'm like this is not easy yeah. do you want to easy when i just tried to do like the screen is Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it, it really, you know, like, oh, that, you know that was you, awesome. Well, so good. It's I loved good, it. You know what used to crack me about Zwift is uh, the one thing I didn't like is that when you were on the rest period, sometimes it says you do 100 watts recovering, even sometimes that's too much, and you cooked. You just do like mm. 50. But then you don't get the star. But they recently oh, changed star. it. It doesn't matter what power you do in the rest interval of a workout in Zwift, no. you get the star. So no way. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't it. agree. <laughs> you know, like those those old guys that are like, oh, we did this in our day, like 
Oh, okay. You can be allowed to do this. Like, writers are so soft these days. Well, I'm going to be like that. Like, that is not okay. Oh, okay. Okay. What? No, do your 100 watts. <laughs> I feel weak now for doing it. That's it. I'm keeping to it next time. Okay. Next question, right? Uh, okay. I forgot to say who. Oh, no, I did say that's from. Okay. Here we go. This is from Richard Izzy, legend. If you could, oh, this is tough, Sarah. If you could pick one, which would you most like to win? Tour de France, World Championships, or Olympic? Olympics. Let's say all of the road race for all three. The road race. Yeah. Well, that's a, I get to win one of those. That's pretty cool. You do. Okay, so. But only one. Yeah, only one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you just like which one do I get to win first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Or at least rank okay, it first. So, um. So when I was a kid, I was loved watching the Olympics, and I still do. Like, but when I was a kid, there was no like women's cycling to watch apart mm. from the Olympics every four years. Mm. So I would like sit down and like absolutely love it, like so much more than anything else, because. It's one the one time I could like see you know the people I wanted to be like, mm. and so the Olympics and also being Aussie, I didn't realize till I came here, but the Australians take the Olympics really really seriously. Like mm. I knew that we, but compared to other countries, like the Europeans, like they would have answered your question already without all this mumble bumble about the yeah. Olympics. Like that, that sure. wouldn't even be a consideration. It'd be a tour mm. probably, or maybe worlds. Could you get the rainbows? But no, for me because. Like, especially I associate it with that childhood dream. Um, and also going last year, like, it was such a cool experience. And yeah. I know, like, Spidey said to me, she's like, oh, it's a shame. Like, this is your first experience of an Olympics. Like, you know, normally it's so much better. And I was like, hey, crazy. This is the best thing ever. Like, it was incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'd okay. say Olympics. However, I have to say. Like I, I definitely okay. It's like strong, hundred percent Olympics. Like Olympics. That, that would be an absolute dream. Um, but watching the Tour de France this week, it's the first time I, that I'm like, oh, that's actually like a, a slightly harder question than I thought. Like mm-hmm. at the like, if you asked me like two weeks ago, I'd be like, oh, just a tour, mm-hmm. like no, not mm-hmm. just a tour. But after watching this, it, it gives me goosebumps watching. Yeah. It's in, incredible. Like and watching. Like, you know, Voz win in the yellow jersey was yellow, so cool. And then nice. Adam Lee winning. And, you yeah. know, that just gives me, like, she was at my spine. And mm. now I can just see, like, what a big deal it is. Like, yeah. and just everyone's taking notice of, like, this Tour de France from Avec yeah. Zwift. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. And, yeah, I can, I can really imagine racing it now. Like, hopefully one day I get to race it. Mm. And before I couldn't really imagine it. And even, like, you know, last year they said there was going to be a Tour de France um, for women. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, that's, mm. that's really cool. But, like, it's only this week that I was sitting down and watching it every day and going riding early. I don't normally go riding early, but I make sure to be out of the house in time to get back for every second of live coverage provided so yes. um yeah no it's it's really cool to watch and yeah. then of course nothing against the world champs i think <laughs> any of these it's like, a tough it's, yeah it's a tough top yeah, any of these are amazing like yeah. beyond all dreams but um yeah wearing the rainbow jersey for a year <laughs> would be pretty mm. amazing and yeah i'm gonna say 
Olympics also last longer because you're like the Olympics. Yes, you got four years to wear all the gold stuff, or five if you're Greg Benavidma. Gold helmets, (laughs) the lot. But I just have to finish this answer by saying I'm not fussy. If you want to give me a win and tell all the Peloton to be like, hey, guys, Sarah, pick this one. You better let it. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. You can choose. (laughs) That's a good answer, though. I think you're right about the tour, though. A lot of the women that I spoke to when it was first announced weren't as enthused as what I think they would be if you asked them after the race because I was looking forward to the race to watch it just because it's going to be awesome. But it's even surpassed what I thought it would be. It's insane. Um, yeah, it's insane. I the agree. Racing, and the racing. Like yeah, and the crowds and, oh. you know, like the media, everyone's taking it so seriously and I love yeah. it. Like yeah. it should be taken seriously and it is and it's incredible. Oh. And yeah. I just like, oh, it makes me happy to think of all the little kids around the world that get to watch exactly. so much women's racing. Like yeah. they don't just have to wait for the Olympics every four years. Yeah, like one the Olympics. Time yeah. Like this is so much better. And mm. I think... I think it, what it means is that I'm going to have a lot more competition in, say, 10 years. Oof. Yes, you are. <laughs> Imagine all these little girls growing up and wanting to be pro cyclists. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah, it is. Okay, next question. Right. Oh, okay, what about, this is from Chewed. Chewed, they know who they are. How come you have no Aussie national champ bands on your jersey sleeves? Ah. Oh. I have an answer for this relating to the previous question. So you get on Movistar, you're allowed um, the previous champion stripes if you're a world champion, but not if you're a national champion. So we have a few former champions, national champions on our team, and we yeah. wear the normal jersey, but Anamik has the, the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Balsamo okay. is the current champion, and Anamik has um, rainbow stripes as a former one, and so mm-hmm. does Valverde. So... I think it's to motivate us to win worlds one day. <laughs> wow, that's good. That's really good. I always wondered that. Great. No, concept. no, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> but in my head, it's to motivate us. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I mean, it was yeah. I know that probably is, yeah. but I didn't know that about the jerseys <laughs> with the piping. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Only yeah. world champions. We've got high standards at Movistar. <laughs> well, jeez. Well, now you got Tour de France, so maybe the jersey, maybe the M should be yellow now for, for at least. <laughs> okay. What about this? Andre Dubier has said, how do you manage year 12 and cycling? Well, this is probably going back a couple of years, but how did you do that? Yeah, I was going to say, when you said do, I was like, I'm glad that it's not (laughs) not now because (laughs) I just remember that year. Like it was really worth it, all the hard work, but it was a lot of hard work because I guess it depends um, what your priorities are. Like Mm. you can, you don't need to be, like the best at cycling or the, the best of year 12 if you don't want to be. Um, but if you do want to do like everything you can, then I won't lie, it's pretty stressful. I remember in year 12, I had a, a bit of a rough start to the year. Well, not start, but it was in term two. I broke both my arms at once. So that didn't help things because mum had to be my scribe for me. Like, And then oh, when really? I went back, it was so hard. Like she wasn't just like, I think out of all the hard things she had to do, you know, like shower me, feed me, like it was so bad. But she had to do, um, I was doing chemistry and trying to like, 
what dictate trying to dictate like equations just doesn't work because you, you know you need brackets like i'm like you know like a plus b over c is it b over c added to a or are you doing like a and b all over c like oh, it was so annoying yeah, like, yeah. everyone's doing an amazing job but boy i don't miss that so um term two didn't go so well but yeah just I guess you always stay positive and just do your best. Like, what more can you do? Like, whether mm. something goes wrong or not, like, the year's going to keep happening, whether you like it or not. And, like, the hard times or the stressful times or whatever, like, that may be a hard topic, like, it will be over soon. And, like, just practice makes perfect. So even if you don't have the most time in the world or even if circumstances aren't, like, maybe the best, you can still just the best thing is to just make the most of what you can do. So um, I remember I was still doing track that year, actually. It's the last year I did track, but I, I was training for junior track worlds and track is so time consuming. Like you might ride your bike for fewer hours, but you're sitting around. You to be at the velodrome to sit yeah. there. So I always bring my chemistry books or my Latin and do it in between races because, or like efforts even. We were doing like, two laps and then taking 20 minutes off like the road is way better yeah but um yeah i would always get it out or like in the car on the way to the velodrome or things yeah. like that so just you know even if it's five minutes here 10 minutes there like it adds up and mm. just you know every bit counts so that was good and then yeah i guess my school was also really supportive which helps so if you can ask for help whatever you need like ask your teacher ask your friends to explain something to you like you know, just relax. Like maybe you have a. I was so lucky. My brother is a saint, and he had already been been and gone through U twelve, and he was awesome with chemistry, especially. Like he got, I think that you know how they for like I don't know what it's like in Western Australia, but there's like prizes for people that get the very best, the very very best of that subject, and he got yeah, it for chemistry. Right? Oh wow! I was like, hey Scott, I have a question, please. So yeah. <laughs> maybe you don't have a brother like that but like just ask for help when you mm. can um and i'm sure you'll have people very happy to help you teachers are amazing friends are amazing brothers are amazing um yeah so ask for help make the most of all your time don't worry if like something's really stressful or like something goes badly we break both your arms like <laughs> you can still do do your best and you can still do really well and like cramming is good so there you <laughs> that's go. the other thing. Good tip. Cramming. Oh, I learned the entire Latin course in the last day. I swear. Nah, I didn't, but I did memorize like the whole last. We had to memorize so much stuff for Latin. Mm. Um, I was gonna say do not recommend, but then again, I'm in Spain right now. It was really good. Like yeah. Latin, it wasn't that helpful at the time, but it's so good. Like, yeah, no, Latin was good and it also scales up super well. But um, no, cramming can be good. But um, try to, I did learn like really hard sometimes that it's much better, less stressful if you manage your time as easily mm. as possible. So mm. I got a diary and it was amazing and I still use the diary. I was, I would have forgotten this interview, for example. I'm wow. so forgetful, but diaries are amazing. So yeah, try and be organized, but cram if you need it. No one's perfect ask for help and just make the most of what you can do and and then squeeze in fun I also have to say um okay I wasn't a party animal especially in year 12 I'm still not but like year 12 definitely um fun time took a bit of a hit but the good thing is 
that I had cycling was my fun. Like, mm. like you know, mm-hmm. like I spent so much time on cycling and it was still fine in year 12 because when I did have free time, then I used it to, to study, <laughs> which wasn't really free time. But, you know, like when I had time, I used it, but I didn't have the yeah. most time. And that's okay. Like maybe you have a job, um, but it's fine. Like as long as you're pr- productive when you do have time, then you can do what you want and mm. just work hard. <laughs> well, Good luck. Are. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. And it's not the end of the world, no matter what happens. Also remember that. Like it's like now, like I worked so hard in year 12, but now I'm like, oh yeah, year 12. Like distant memory, you know? Yeah, it all so seems so all coming out of it the same. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So scary, exactly. When you're in it, it like really feels like, yeah. oh my gosh, you know, it feels like the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine. Try your best. It's nice. But yeah, don't worry. Don't stress too much. Mm. That is great advice. Great advice. Sarah, the oracle. Now, no, don't say that word. It reminds me of Latin too much. Oh. <laughs> no, this is all just like Latin flashbacks. Okay. Much. Forget I said that. Okay, next on the question <laughs> is from Alicia. She says, do you get to choose any of your races this year or for the year, or is that up to the team bosses? And also, how much in advance do you get to choose your race roster? I know. So I think it depends on the rider. So if someone like Anime, I'm sure she gets to say whatever oh, yeah. she wants, which makes sense. Like, yeah. um, then the lower down you go, the less choice and less notice you have. So, um, like, I guess at the start of the season, they try and like give you a plan of what you might be doing, what you're mm-hmm. likely to do. Uh, you don't, I, in my case, I, I don't choose which ones. I'm just given a plan. Like, yeah, hopefully you do these, um, Hmm. I was given a plan <laughs> I didn't I didn't do the like you know like plans change other people every other rider also affects your plan you have to remember like for example Annemiek breaking her wrist in May obviously we're one rider short hmm. in all the races she was meant to do them all so like other people's injuries and sicknesses and form and everything everything changes everything so and yeah. things can change very quickly too so we might have um, races that are two days apart two one days and if someone crashes in the first one that, or gets COVID like especially this year oh, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, if someone gets COVID or crashes or maybe a couple of people get COVID um, then you get cold up super super suddenly so that hasn't happened to me this year like I've known my schedule in at least five days notice for oh, every nice. race. yeah yeah quite quite um a lot of a lot of time but um <laughs> yeah i i know that some people get called up like super last minute of course mm. like i think was it jess allen got called up for swiss oh, like super yeah. suddenly yeah, yeah, yeah. Crash and training. do you so, get to pick I mean, like could you can you just say at the start of a year say oh, i would that would be amazing if i could race this i'd like to do it just in case yeah yeah i mean you can definitely it's, it's like a two-way discussion. Like they sit down. Mm. It was at the team camp. They sat down with me and said like, yeah, um, this is what we're thinking for you. And of course they're the bosses and <laughs> they choose, but I can be like, yeah, yeah. I, I'd really, really like to target this race. Like, yeah, I really think, I don't know. Um, I really think Ardesh would be a really great goal. And mm. I'd like to do that. Um, yeah, it, they're, they're really good about that. So mm. even though they choose, they still listen to all the riders. And 
and like work with you with what your goals are mm. but notice can vary so like like I've known that I'm doing Sweden for a couple months since I haven't raced in like three months and I after I got better from the concussion then I already knew that my next races would be Sweden and the tour of Scandinavia um so I've had tons of notice which is really nice you can train up for it you can I've been on Valley View a lot and everything yeah um, cool. then, yeah sometimes you just find out quite suddenly and also it's a good thing that they're really flexible because like what if you're going either really well or really badly when you didn't know so like maybe if it turns out you're winning all these stages at Andalusia for example like Yelena did really well in Alenis and and maybe they weren't meant to do the next race, but if they're in this great form, then it would be a bit sad if they had to get sent home. So it's good that the team's flexible. Or like if you're suffering and out the back every day, then maybe it's better that you go home and take a rest and then build back up rather than mm. doing like another 10 race days in mm. the next month. So it's it's good. It's pretty like flexible. It's, yeah, it's nice. Mm, okay. All right. Well, what about this? This is from... Well, this is from my own household. Okay, so Megan asks, do you have any pre-race superstitions or rituals? And do you have like a good luck charm that you bring with you to a race? Uh, I used to have lucky green socks and I'd wear them like all the time. <laughs> Every race would, I'd wear my lucky green socks, but that changed once I got to under 19s the big wide world of racing with seniors and having team sponsors. So joined a team and no longer could wear my green socks. So apart from that, I don't think I've ever had anything lucky, but a ritual would be eating pre-race porridge, right? Like that counts as a ritual. Uh-huh. I always okay, have yeah, you've caught my eye. Everyone knows that I have some weird, I just love food and breakfast. So I'm very interested yeah. to know, can you tell give me the construction of this porridge? Oh, but I have a few different ones. So with a race, it's it's more simple. I, I think I just go for the – it's very different to the one I have at home. It's No, I want the home one, Sarah. I'm the head, the I'm home the, one. Okay, yeah, the best one, one like, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. deluxe. When I yes, have, like, I want five deluxe. Five deluxe. Okay, I love um, – so obviously tons of oats. Like I, I love oats. I need my oats. So a big pile of oats and then some cocoa, brown sugar, yogurt, blueberries so you did say deluxe like i don't always go for the blueberries yeah, quite yeah. expensive you know berries but no we're going deluxe so mm-hmm. we're going blueberries peanut butter and yes i think i've remembered everything but it's so good love it um but, and you just but you have to do it like special like i add lots of water oh, oh no i also you can do it with milk as well but sometimes i like to add like a lot of liquid whatever it is and then you let it set so it's kind of like overnight? overnight, yeah, overnight oats. Except then you heat it up again. So it's just oh. like a good, like jelly consistency. So good. Interesting. I don't. I do the same thing, but I don't heat them up. That's okay. And yeah. when you're making Actually, though, does the peanut butter go on and the berries go on afterwards the next day, or is that there overnight too? No, no. So it's like overnight oats, but I just like. Well, it depends how much time I have. I like make it and then for example I have these everywhere for the sole purpose not just because I'm like sweating because it's 40 degrees here every day but also you can put your 
your concoction in front of the fan and then it will like <laughs> do the overnight thing really quickly. <laughs> you just have to cool it down and then you heat it up again sometimes if it's cold. But otherwise you can just like 10 minutes in front of the fan. Like, well, like, I use the fan for myself yeah, as well because it's always so hot here. We don't have yes. aircon, aircon yes. which is good. Good for the planet. Maybe, I don't know how much fan uses, maybe a bit less. Much less. Um, Yes, much less. So, yeah, I can put my porridge in front of that if I'm in a bit of a rush. I always just, like, wait 10, 20 minutes. So I make it first thing and then I get ready and then I have it. So good. (laughs) That's true. Isn't it good when you go to sleep and you know you're going to have a really good breakfast? I love that sometimes. (laughs) That's every single night, though. (laughs) Breakfast is the best. (laughs) It is. It is. Uh, I'm thinking about that already tomorrow. Uh, okay, what about this? You had some saved. I love breakfast talk. I might, I might actually make a segment where I snip all the things where we talk about food on this podcast. And it's just going to change the title of the pod, the uh, the cooking podcast. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. This is from your own house, mate. Look at this. <laughs> Kirsten asks, <laughs> what, what's your absolutely favourite thing about your roommate, Kirst- Kristen? Sorry, Kristen. Well, Kristen, my yeah, favourite thing about you is that you're absolutely incredible. Nah, so my favourite thing about Kristen is that she's so, like, so determined and focused, like, so professional in every way. And just, like, I'd be scared of her. Like, if, like I am scared of her. I have to race <laughs> against her. Like, she was chasing me in that race. Like, she's scary. Like, she, she goes and does, like, I swear they're, like, 400 watts, but, like, say, 300 watts efforts up a hill and says it was an easy day like long efforts like and that's just like not even hard like I, I wish I could do 300 watts <laughs> um I can when I sprint I have to say I did some sprints today and they did go a bit over 300 watts so I can make it but I can't hold it yeah for very long as, as long as Kristen <laughs> on you know just on an easy day and um so yeah she's an absolutely incredible rider and like so you know steely minded is that a thing minded very determined yeah, focusing um but on the other hand she can be like such a softy like she's the nicest like sweetest person like you wouldn't imagine that she's the one that just wants you to suffer and suffer and suffer like she wants you to <laughs> suffer so hard that you're nearly dying yet she'd she'd do anything to help you like like it's incredible it's like she's two different people but in a really nice way so yeah she's just like so determined and focused and serious and brutal in the best way but then she can be like absolutely like the best friend ever and best housemate she's very clean good housemate but yeah Mm. (laughs) she's a very very lovely friend like I remember that race I won then she came across the line and I think she was I can't remember what she got maybe top five or so and Mm. I, I I came I was like with my team and I was with Paola who had been amazing and just got third and she was like she was the reason I won you know like covering from behind and everything and then um Kristen comes in and I like kind of leave my team for a second and I'm like Kristen I just want to race <laughs> she's like I know I was in it and I'm like hugging her like Kristen this is so cool <laughs> but no she was she was just as happy as I was and that's the cool thing and then Ruby was in that race too and I was like oh, really? oh my <laughs> like, god so it's it like really feels like a family and like last year when I was so sick and she was just so lovely like yeah. <laughs> and I have to say one thing she did that was amazing she went away for like a while she had like a quite a long race block 
And I was the one in the flat, like, you know, making rubbish and stuff, as you do, like food. Yeah. Um, so I had some, like, organic stuff, you know. We have different bins in Spain. We have, like, five different bins, and you have to put your – every night they say, okay, tonight's plastics and – well, they don't because it's in Spanish, but yes. tonight's <laughs> this and that. And so I had, like – it wasn't organics night yet, or it wasn't, like – I, I don't remember which one it was, but okay. it wasn't the night I hadn't put the rubbish out. And then I went to Barcelona hospital for like three weeks. And oh, I, no. I, the like, beans. She came back from the race <laughs> and like two and a half weeks later. And she said there were maggots absolutely everywhere. And so she came in like, you know, like tired from a race. You know, yeah. Just got back. You have to come from Barcelona airport and then like get oh, the train no. or whatever. Like come, walk up five sets of stairs, all of it, you know, with, with doms. Like that's the hardest part of everything, yes. right? Walking up yeah. stairs. And then she opens the door and like absolutely smells so bad. Oh, and then no. you see like maggots crawling all over our bin. <laughs> and you know that. She didn't even tell me until this year. <laughs> She's like, wow. by the way, <laughs> yeah. So she, oh, that's not the nicest thing about it. But she she's a legend. Yeah. What a legend, Chris. She, she is. She is a legend, and she's such a tough nut. Like she's in the tour right now. She, she's had so much bad luck, and yeah. she got COVID like right as the for the tour, right? Uh, finished. Yeah. So she spent like there wasn't that long in between the Giro yeah. and the tour. Mm. And she spent it all with COVID and then she only just found out that she was testing negative in time to go race. And like, and she's out there like battling, like trying mm. so hard. I really, you know, right now I have her um, in my fantasy team. Fantasy so. team. Well. Yeah. She's had so much bad luck and she's still battling. I love it. She did okay. She finished in the sort of the big, well, she finished in the group with, Maybe with Voss, I think. Or no, ahead of that. 31st, not bad with Grace Brown. So maybe oh, yeah. she's going to feel better. She might have a better day tomorrow there, because that's not so bad. What a no, no, very good. I saw Grace was doing really well too. She was well, I think she dropped a she bit, blew maybe up she, a um, bit. after she did her work, then she, yeah, yeah. she did it for tomorrow. But she, she um she was good. doing really well. She was with FTJ looked really strong and they didn't even have Marta. Imagine if they had oh, I know, I Grace know. They have got a serious team. I like their kit too, by the way. Their kit's nice. Uh mm-hmm. okay, Kristen Legend. Sorry I called you Kirsten, I didn't yeah. mention. Uh so hey, she's born the same year as me, nineteen ninety-two. Did you know, sir, that your birthday is two days before mine? How about that? We're both we're both Libra. I knew it. That's why. Wow. And the time zone to Perth is so big that that pretty much means that we probably get a birthday. <laughs> That's a good point. Yes. Okay. Next question. I've got you. You sent me the screenshot, so I can't see the name. It looks like it says Lucas Grounds. Is that right? I don't well, know. I just sent you oh. the questions I got. <laughs> well, they sent. Uh, um, they said best recovery advice. Ah yes. Okay. For you. Best recovery advice. I would say make sure you eat enough during and after your ride and before the next one, just like all the time. I, I feel like that. Like, I swear, I used to go on really long rides. So when I started doing bunch rides, I was like, say, 16 or 17. I started doing like the peak spongy every Saturday. Mm. And, oh, I, like, it was the hardest thing ever. And I would come home, like, like absolutely so dead. Like say it's like a four hour ride maybe from my house, including like mm. I have to commute there. And I'd come home. So we started like six. So say I start my ride at like 520. 
come home like four and a half hours later and I wouldn't do anything for the rest of the day like not not by choice I was just, just so cool. dead and I was so confused and like in awe of people that did this regularly and I was just, how like writing four <laughs> hours so hard like like I, I was like I would crawl home like those lot like coming through oh, the boulevard I like 20 and I just like the, never knew like I took some food but I just never knew yeah. like how many carbs do you should eat like i went on a ride today and one of the things i often do in spain so they have muesli bars at the shops but they're in these like tiny little boxes and they don't have many carbs anyway so i'd need like a billion boxes hmm. but the galettas are really good like they're everywhere and you can what get- are they called how do you spell them galettas yes so we go g-a-l-l-e-t-a-s biscuits they're like tea biscuits and they taste so good. The only bad thing about them is, as I experienced today, <laughs> for like maybe the 20th time, they can be nearly fatal if you inhale a part of a galetta while on like a 15% gradient. But apart from that risk, then they're really good ride food. You just need tons of them. So they're about five grams of carbs each, which is not much at all. It's not much so at all. On my ride today, I took like 80 galettas. Like my pockets... <laughs> There was no room for anything. Like, I, my jersey nearly burst open because the pockets were so <laughs> full of that. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be good. It can be whatever yes. you like. Yes, just need to eat. You, it's amazing, though. Once you do yeah, actually have enough on the ride, you're like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to feel the entire ride. Exactly. Like, now mm. I, I do. I mean, I'm obviously stronger and, like, I've trained tons since then. But ever since, like, someone told me, like, Hey, like, is that enough? Like, you've got like a few bananas, and mm. I, I thought a few bananas, like, that's done. A normal person wouldn't go eating like five bananas before ten a.m. Yeah. as yeah. well as porridge and everything. So, like, it feels like a lot, and like, it's not like I was hungry for more. But once I started eating tons of carbs, like, whew, it's crazy. It feels mm-hmm. like like you have a machine. Like, it's it's awesome. Now I could just like keep going and going all day. Yeah. Well, yeah, on a hard ride, eighty grams per carbs on the training ride, easy. Like, yeah, and people your stomach wonder, gets- well, people wonder why the, the speeds of racing has gone up so much in the last, you know, hundred years. That's one of the big reasons because they're actually eating properly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. So that definitely be something I wish I knew when I was younger. Um, yeah. It makes you feel incredible, and mm. you'll get a lot stronger. Well, there you go. Good answer. Okay. Well, Sarah, what? Uh, when are you going to? Is it Sweden? Is it tourist week? Ladies' tourist week? Yeah, Thursday. It's not a tour. We actually have a standalone team time trial. And oh, standalone... sick! I know. I'm so excited. It's my first ever team time trial. Well, is it TT so, bikes or road bikes? Yeah, yeah, TT. It's like full, full thing. I know. How cool! We're That's gonna cool. have a good average speed. <laughs> 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 yeah, the Strava files here look great. <laughs> okay, so you're going there. Beautiful. All right. Well, um, Sarah, that might be it. Not for me, but it's 1 a.m. I've got to get up at 6 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. Got juniors in train. Yeah, juniors are oh, taking the hills. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, as well as eating enough, you have to sleep enough. So. Oh, God. And the coach <laughs> is just <laughs> doing the wrong thing. <laughs> but I've got a good excuse. I'm talking to you, so... Those kids who understand, I'll tell them. I say, don't be like me and stay up one in the morning. Oh, no. I have one more question. Okay. Didn't we have 
a kid from your club that would always ask a question. Campbell, that's like, right. We saw Minions yeah. last weekend. Because I always listen to your podcast. I, I love them, especially the, the one that you do with my teammate, Emma. That was good. Oh, I got to mention. Emma's a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Campbell, I keep forgetting to ask him for questions. He actually sent me in quite a few, but I actually forgot to edit them in. And I'm like, oh, no, I couldn't put them in oh. retrospectively. Oh, yeah. But, yes, he's going really well. He's, uh, yeah, Campbell, I'll have to get him on for the next podcast, get him to ask a question. But, oh, yes. Yes, good memory. Hey, and yeah. our podcast with Campbell. I like it. Hey, that would be good, actually. That would be good. We've been training together since he was nine years old and he's turning. Wow. He's turning 12. No, he's turning 13 next year. So, there you go. There you go. Yeah. You, should, you should do more podcasts. Like, I, I'm loving all these different ones you do, by the way. Like, didn't you do one with Swanee or Mechanic? Yeah, uh, with, with um, the Trek chef, Brand. He's cooking all yeah, the nice food. Yeah, so yeah. now we need some juniors. How cool would that be, you know? That would be good, actually. Maybe I should get them all, all on the group ride. I'm trying to do different ones. All of them at once. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, that would be, Yeah. <laughs> that would be noisy i went to a a nationals for this the wa team that i took for the juniors and i had to share a room with all the kids and it was no way uh, yeah it was yeah it was noisy (laughs) but very cool yeah (laughs) i like it actually funny funny story the week after one of those um nationals the track nationals in in brisbane and amir's and the week later, I stayed to do the um, uh, the elite nationals and not race it, but uh, team manager. And Sam Wellsford was the um, scratch world champion. And we got a, a world championship skin suit sent overnight. So we have it in time for the race so we could wear the bands. But they made it a long sleeve and Sam didn't want the long sleeve. So okay. just before his race, he's got the skin suit and he's, yeah, he's putting it on the table when he's just trying to line it up by eye with the scissors oh. and everyone, like, grabs him and says, no, wait, we've got to measure it. Yeah, we've got to measure it. And I've still got the photo of, like, three guys holding the jersey tight and then Sam's coming in <laughs> to sniff it with the scissors. So, yeah, pretty funny. Oh, wow. <laughs> but anyway, am- yeah, it was so good yeah. to see you again. And um, that was only eight months ago. Well, no, yeah. What are we in now? Yeah, it was it was November, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the very end of October. I remember my quarantine days. <laughs> there you go, and we're back here again. So there, yeah, that was wicked. I'm sure this will be a well received episode. Well, I'll talk to you in eight months. No, I'm sure no we'll way. Yeah, well, well, maybe. Um. Uh. Well, who knows? Aussie, would you come back to Australia? Yes, I'm not missing nationals again. I love nationals. I'm and there. now the tour down under is world tour for oh women. Oh my god! We have Cadells and and tour down under both world tour. So I know, so good. Like, yeah, I will be flagging them here. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be there, so I'll I'll see you there for sure. I'm going to be at the be summer. There. Mm-hmm. I'm already excited. I'm excited for everything, and my excitement goes all the way till. Well, I mean, it can keep going and going. Forever. Like, you know, the mood for Olympics, like. We can make this go a long way, yeah. but can we have a home Olympics in like Brisbane? Yeah, we can. Yeah, lots yeah. of excitement for everything. Mm-hmm. And also, I said I was excited for all the little kids that are watching the tour right now. So oh. that would be 
if the toddler's getting him in early, then 20 years. That's a lot of excitement. But Very that's one I'm excited for, January and February. <laughs> so good. All right, Sarah, well, good luck. And um... <laughs> Thanks so much. Sorry, I kept you up till 1 a.m. <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's worth it. This is Sarah Giganti. This is Gigi. Gigi's move. That's the name of the pod. I'm calling it Gigi's move this episode. this? <laughs> 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 All right. I'll see you later. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sarah. Bye-bye. All right, legends. That's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. Huge thank you to Sarah for coming on the pod yet again, friend of the Press Room. We will catch up with her again, maybe at the end of the year, towards uh, the Aussie summer and uh, we'll catch up with her but make no mistake she's going to have an awesome second half of the year and thanks to you guys for listening it means a lot i hope you're enjoying these episodes and i hope you've enjoyed the tour de france femme sort of special eps uh, this of course is the last one um, with the final stage being tonight so uh yeah hope you enjoyed those ones the next episode coming up well the commonwealth games is on so we're going to be talking with someone a gold medalist for australia on the next episode little hint for you but anyway legends thanks for joining thanks for tuning in don't forget to leave a review and i'll see you real soon